Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to get back into Epic versus Everyone, the antitrust lawsuits, in a most unexpected and unusual way. For those of you that have been following this story on this channel, you know that we have been covering it, that it has been dear and near to our hearts, Epic fighting both Apple and Google at the same time for the right to put direct payment options on their Fortnite product and ultimately to have their own Epic App Store supported on both the Android and iOS platforms. In the midst of all that, a number of other folks have given their own commentary and their own discussion points on the fray. One of them was a company by the name of Theorist Inc., or as they label themselves here, Theorist Media, that is in control, most notably here, of the Game Theorist, Game Theory YouTube channel. And it was only a little bit ago that they put out a video called Fortnite's Secret Plan. And in that video, they made certain claims about what was happening at Epic, what was Epic doing against Apple and against Google. They said that they had read all 60 pages of the lawsuits that were put forth by Epic, especially the ones against Apple. And this was all read by the leader and voice and face of the game theorists and theorist Inc. in general, a fellow by the name of Matthew Patrick, who goes more colloquially on YouTube and social media as MatPat. If you follow video games, you are probably familiar with his face and his voice. He has been a very popular YouTuber. He's been on YouTube Red. He's been on various E3 broadcasts. And he is one of the minds responsible for these videos. Now, in the video that he wound up doing, we wound up responding. A lawyer responds to the game theorists on Epic versus Apple as part of this now ever elongating playlist of Epic versus everyone, the antitrust lawsuits. At the end of his video, he made a number of statements about Epic that I found initially confusing, and that was cleared up a little bit over the past 24 hours or so. At the end of his video, he talks about how Epic's claims against Apple about what they are trying to do to break the Apple App Store monopoly, to free Fortnite, to do all these good things, were brilliant moves by the company that were just the tip of the iceberg, as he says. And he said this to now almost 2 million people, which is one of the reasons why we responded at all. We're not generally in the habit here in virtual legality of responding to YouTubers, but he was talking about law. He was talking about lawsuits. He was talking about things that we cared a lot about, and we care a lot about getting good information out there about. And he said that Epic's move was brilliant. He finished off all of that by saying that he thinks that Epic is one of the most intelligent companies out there, asking for a call to action from his viewers to tell, help him tell the Epic story, and that this was only chapter one. And he hoped to proceed with many more videos about just how awesome Epic is. And that took me a little bit by surprise. I'm not a regular viewer of The Game Theorist, but it's a little bit of an unusual angle to take to just kind of back up a specific company, especially against another one. But it became clear exactly what this was all about as we went along. Now, in response to that video, which a number of people, really more than 100, I think, contacted me about saying, hey, this is getting all this traction. This is getting all these views. Could you respond to it? I did do a response video called effectively that they are epically wrong. They had their own claims and reasonable minds can differ in the legal space as you and I know here in virtual legality. But they said things about payment processing, equating Apple's 30% cut to that of a credit card processor, exactly verbatim out of the epic lawsuit claim, not looking at the Apple counterclaims at all. And they said just absolute bangers on legal terms, like all monopolies are against the law, which pro tip, they are not. 
But suffice it to say, we covered this in our previous video. You can go check that out. The purpose of this video is to talk a little bit more about the game theorists, about Theorist Inc., and what we started to see over the past 24 hours. The game theorists are only one piece of the theorist media puzzle. Another piece of that puzzle is a channel that they run called Film Theory, which my guess is does exactly the same thing as Game Theory, discusses film topics with the same kind of editing and theorist bent that the rest of their products and services otherwise do. It was in this context on Film Theory that they yesterday put up a video called Remy is Evil, which, okay, fair enough. I love Ratatouille. I don't think Remy is evil, but whatever gets the clicks, it's, it's fine with me, film theorists or game theorists or anyone else. But more importantly to this question, was the sponsorship of this particular video? I'll let Matt Pat tell it. And a huge, huge thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, Epic Games, and their massive video game hit of Fortnite. Yeah, we have a gaming channel, but they wanted to sponsor us over here on Film Theory, which might seem weird, but actually isn't that big of a surprise considering that they too are currently crossing genres with their big season four launch, The Nexus War. That's right, Fortnite and Epic Games wound up sponsoring not the game theorists, but in fact, the film theorists, which Matt Pat winds up saying is just fine because Fortnite deals with movie intellectual property all the time. But it's interesting in and of itself because now you've got a financial and economic relationship between Epic Games that you just spent odes and odes of time telling us was just super intelligent and brilliant and their moves were just the tip of the iceberg and to be lauded and everything else and winding up in a situation where you clearly have a conflict of interest, you clearly have a relationship with this company that you didn't disclose four days prior when you put forth this video of Fortnite's secret plan. And yeah, we can give the benefit of the doubt. We can say, well, you know what? After Matt Pat and his channel comes out and says, Epic is just the best company ever and I just want to hug them and love them forever and ever, amen, that that's when Epic and Tim Sweeney and his marketing department came to them and said, hey, if you love us so much, wouldn't we have a great partnership by sponsoring some of your content? But even in that context, you wind up with the question of, okay, but why are you sponsoring us over at Film Theorists where people are less likely to have interest in Epic versus Apple and have watched the Epic versus Apple game? It's starting to look a little bit like somebody's trying to hide the ball, hide the fact that Epic is in fact sponsoring these very effusive Game Theorist episodes. And... The FTC is taking these things seriously. We have covered influencer guidelines and advertising and false advertising to a great level of granularity here in the virtual legality space. I've pulled up an episode of virtual legality number 130, so some 170 plus episodes back where the FTC was just then putting forth additional influencer guidelines. And those guidelines can help inform what we are seeing today. Do you work with brands to recommend or endorse products? If you endorse a product through social media, your endorsement message should make it obvious when you have a relationship, a material connection with the brand. A material connection to the brand includes a personal family or employment relationship or a financial relationship, such as the brand paying you or giving you free or discounted products or services. As an influencer, it's your responsibility to make these disclosures, to be familiar with the endorsement guides, and to comply with laws against deceptive advertisement. Now, 
I can imagine a number of defenses. We'll play devil's advocate for Matt Pat and the game theorists here that he might bring up in connection with this. The first we've already mentioned is that, hey, we didn't have a relationship with Epic as of four days ago that we had as of yesterday. And maybe that strains credibility a little bit, but the world of technology and YouTube video sponsorships is a fast moving one. So it is possible that Matt Pat and the game theorists put up that video last weekend. And by the time this week was over, Epic had contacted them and said, hey, we'd like to pay you some money. And to be fair, they paid them a significant amount of money. If you go and you look at that Remy is evil video, you will see that Epic's read through for Fortnite is actually something like two minutes and 15 seconds long out of an 18 minute video. It is a very long sponsored advertisement of the film theorists. The second argument that Matt Pat or the game theorists might make is that, hey, the film theorists aren't the game theorists. And while that is in fact the case, it doesn't appear that they are separate entities. These are all on the theorist media website. It appears that they are the same entity that just operates different channels. But even if they are different entities, if you go back and you look at what is actually said here, you will see that connections don't have to be direct. Disclose when you have any financial employment, personal or family relationships with a brand. Financial relationships aren't even limited to money. Disclose the relationship if you got anything of value to mention a product. That leads us to the third potential defense that somebody like Matt Pat or the game theorist might have. And that is to say that talking about the epic lawsuit against Apple isn't a product and it isn't Fortnite, as was the sponsor of the film theorist video. And maybe that's right. But I think whenever you get into the space where at the end of your video that doesn't disclose a sponsorship, doesn't disclose a relationship with Epic that was either pending or imminent, depending on how much of a benefit of a doubt we want to give to the game theorists and MatPat, that when you get to the end and you start talking about how brilliant Epic is, how they're one of the smartest companies around, how great their brand is, I think the better side of the argument is that you are now endorsing their entirety of the product line, that Epic is great, is brilliant, is one of the smartest companies around, that you should be in favor of Fortnite and the Epic Game Store, and certainly their lawsuits, yes. But as false advertising, I don't think that that argument that you didn't specifically mention Fortnite and how great Fortnite is in that video gets you out of hot water here. So I think when you take all of this into account, You've got a company in the film theorists, even if it's a separate entity, whose money goes back to Theorist Inc. That is Matt Pat, that also runs Game Theorist through Theorist Inc. And that you have that financial connection to Epic. And if it existed four days ago when you made that Epic video, you've got a real problem because you had an obligation to endorse, to to show that you were being sponsored by Epic Games. You had an obligation to be familiar with the FTC's endorsement guides, which are actually these big, long sets of rules and examples that we generally skip and we go straight to the questions and answers because they're very granular and very specific at that level. You had an obligation to know that what the FTC recommends is, in addition, the guides say if there's a connection between an endorser and the marketer that consumers would not expect and it would affect how consumers evaluate the endorsement, that connection should be disclosed. The same is usually true if the endorser has been paid or given something of value to tout a product. Under the law, an actor practice is deceptive if it misleads a significant minority of consumers. Even if some readers are aware of these deals, many readers aren't. That's why disclosure is important. Which is to say, 
if they put forward this video and had this relationship with Epic as of the four or five days ago when that video went live, or maybe a week ago at this point in time, then if they had that relationship, they don't get out of it, even if they simultaneously disclosed on the film theorists, because those audience don't have 100% overlap, and because the law says if there is a reasonable number of, even a minority portion of your audience that wouldn't know about this relationship, you can get in trouble. That's why, as we scroll down these endorsement guidelines, we see all of the ways in which you should be telling folks about this occur in the same kind of media that you put forth the original message. That if you put out an 18-minute video, the disclosure of the relationship should be in that video and not on one of your sister's sites. So if that relationship existed then, then there's a potential disclosure problem because it doesn't appear even in the description of the video, and it certainly doesn't appear in the video itself more problematically is is really looking at this thing going forward, right? This guidance for videos is the same as for websites or blogs. So we're talking about videos, but looking forward, what kind of relationship does the game theorists, film theorists, and Theorist Inc. in general have with Epic Games? What can they say about Epic Games? What does Epic have in terms of responsibilities, right? It all comes back to Epic. We've talked throughout this series about Epic Games acting as I have described it, in an irrational manner. Some of you that are more inclined to like the epic side of the argument might just be in a, in a passionate or irascible manner, but Epic Games is acting a little bit unlike what we would traditionally see from multi-billion dollar corporations. And Epic Games is the one that entered into the agreement with Theorist Inc. to actually sponsor things over on a separate channel where the audience wouldn't directly overlap. So when you get into these questions, it doesn't stop at MatPat and the game theorists. This goes all the way back to what might be considered the advertiser, marketer, or endorser. As the FTC says, what are an advertiser's responsibilities for what others say? Advertisers need to have reasonable programs in place to train and monitor members of their network. The scope of the program depends on the risk that deceptive practices by network participants could cause consumer harm, either physical injury or financial loss. Your company is ultimately responsible for what others do on your behalf. You should make sure your public relations firm has an appropriate program in place to train and monitor members of its social media network. Ask for regular reports, confirming that the program is operating properly, and monitor the network periodically. Delegating part of your promotional program to an outside entity, like Theorist, doesn't relieve you of your responsibilities under the FTC Act to not engage in deceptive or unfair practices. So if you are Epic Games, and if you're Epic Games and the public relations folks that knew you had some kind of relationship with Theorist Inc. and MatPat, and then went forward and sponsored a separate channel in order for the audiences to be separated and to not have that direct disclosure link on the game theorists in general, you have created your own problem both for your company at Epic and for the game theorists and film theorists and everything else associated with MatPat and Theorist Inc., If, on the other hand, there wasn't this connection as of a week ago, at bare minimum, what you've got is a continuing obligation on the part of the game theorists now. If they go forward with this long-form video series about the brilliance of Epic, looking at everything that they want to tell in chapter 4, 5, and 6 of the Epic story about how smart they are and how their righteous crusade is going to save all of the technology infrastructure on God's green earth, By all means, but every single time you make that video, if you're the game theorist, you have to acknowledge that Epic is paying you to say nice things about them 
and their products. And so one thing I would say is I will be watching. I hope you will be watching if you are otherwise a fan of the game theorists and virtual legality simultaneously. I will be watching to see if those disclosures are made because the Federal Trade Commission is not just screwing around on this stuff. And while they have kind of only lightly tapped on various influencers of specific sizes. What we are talking about now is effectively a TV broadcast network that reaches 2 million people every time they put a video out and that has separated their disclosures, the identification of their conflicts of interest to separate channels in which the channel that they are actually giving the endorsement, giving the positive press and space to might not know of the relationship that they otherwise have. So I know a number of you have come into my comments and said, hey, I hate the game theorists. I hate MatPat. That isn't the case. I don't know him from Adam. I don't regularly watch his stuff. I'm sure he's got some good stuff out there, just like he's got some bad stuff out there. I'm sure you could say the same about virtual legality episodes. For me, this isn't about that. Yes, I want to see more and better legal information out there. And I found his original epic video to very clearly elide important issues at the case at hand. What's important now is that He doesn't keep hidden the relationship that he has with the people that he is covering, most specifically in this instance, Epic Games. And I very much hope that Theorist Inc. and the rest of his crew that runs this company wind up taking the appropriate steps to disclose and to acknowledge that relationship in any further videos they do on this subject. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, share, ring bells, tell people that we are here. We are talking about these kinds of things all the time. And in fact, we did a video earlier today talking about the changes that Facebook is making to its terms of service and how those are being affected by Australian consumer protection laws. So please do check that out. That's a very interesting video. Otherwise, we've talked a lot about Epic versus Apple versus Google. And throughout September, we fully anticipate that we will be talking about it more as Epic goes and looks to get another preliminary injunction ruling against Apple in that case, which is operating on an expedited basis. And Google will probably say something about their case this month as well. Otherwise, if you saw this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.